Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're talking about goal setting, and specifically we're talking about choosing a goal. Now, the principle that we want to talk about in this episode is that great questions can help you choose a better goal, which then helps you get traction on that goal. It might seem like this is more of a tool than a principle because you think I'm going to give you a whole list of questions, right, to ask so that you can get a better goal so that then you can get traction on your goal. But really, any question that you ask about it is going to help you choose a better goal because the question directs your minds to new thoughts, to new ideas, to a variety of ways to approach the goal that you're wanting to approach. Questions are also really important when we're choosing a goal and and designing the kind of goal that we want because they help us break through the assumptions that we've had in the past that often block us from getting the goals that we set out for. So let's take a look at choosing a goal or designing the goal that we choose that will help us get traction by asking questions about that goal. In essence, the questions that we ask about the goal are gonna help us form a better, more specific, more direct, more useful goal. Let's take a look at a specific example as we walk through these questions so that we can better visualize it. Let's take the goal of, for example, I want to Um, I want to organize and keep my kitchen cleaner. It's just things aren't in the right place and it's a mess and my island is always stacked with stuff. So I want to work on organizing my kitchen. We're going to ask a series of questions that will help us narrow down this goal so that we know where to start on it and what it is that we actually want. And that really is our first question. What do I want to have happen as a result of putting effort into this goal? Why do I want this goal? What's important to me? What's the result that I'm looking for? There's a lot of different answers to that question. Maybe what you want is you want a a place for everything because you can't find things in your kitchen. You can't find where the spices are. Everyone puts them in different places. The cupboards are all a mess and you can't find things and that's frustrating for you. Another possibility is maybe it just looks bad and you're embarrassed when friends come over and the neighbors come over and you just don't want your kitchen to look bad all the time. That's something that's embarrassing. Another possibility is that when you're in the kitchen and you're trying to make dinner with all that stuff on the island, you just can't function. There's always stuff there and you're always moving it out of the way and then people get frustrated with you because they can't find their stuff and it's just frustrating to work in a cluttered environment. So already, can you see how this first question has helped us to realize that what we want is going to shape our goal? The purpose of why we're doing this is going to shape our goal. If we want it to look good for the neighbors, then we're not going to care what's behind the cupboards. We're going to care what it looks like. If we want to be able to find the paprika when we want it, then we're going to care what's inside the cupboards and not as much what's outside the cupboards. So having a really specific purpose for why you're wanting to do this and what the results are going to be guides the kind of goal that you create. So let's take the example of wanting to be able to cook without all of the clutter on the island because you need some space to function and you don't want that clutter there all the time. One piece of advice that almost everybody gives when they're talking about goals is be specific. 
But what do they actually mean by be specific? For me, it splits up into two different things. First of all, what does done look like? Like, how do I actually know that I'm going to be done with this goal? Does it mean that the counter or the island is just completely clean one time and then I'm done with this goal because I've cleaned it off once? Does it mean that for three Fridays in a row, I wake up in the morning and I walk in and the, the island is still clean? Does done look like having a list of jobs that everyone is going to do to keep this happening? Does done look like um, just done once or does it look like a continuing thing, like a habit kind of thing? So what does done look like shapes the kind of goal that you're going to create. Another way to be specific is what's my next actionable step or a couple of steps. Some goals have a series of eight steps and you do all those steps and you know you're going to be done. But for some goals, you don't know what's been blocking you in the past and why you haven't been able to accomplish this. You just know what maybe the first couple of steps are that you can do. And so the more specific you make those first couple of steps, the better you're going to be able to come back around to the goal and to evaluate it and to see where you're going and to check in with it and to do goal loops so that you can then make the next set of steps. So be specific on what are your first steps towards this action plan. Let's take a look at our example and what our action steps and our what is done look like questions would be for this example. So let's say that you've tried this before. You've noticed that the thing that's on the island really isn't like kitcheny stuff. It's not dishes. It's not, you know, ingredients that are left out. The thing that's always on the island is papers. That's where all the papers get stacked up. You've tried going through this before, but when you start going through the papers, you end up with just more piles of papers because you toss some of them, but the other ones you just don't know what to do with. You're not sure whether to keep them or not, or what you're going to do with them. And so your first action steps have to deal with realizing that your issues about papers, not about cupboards or where kitchen things go. Another question that you can ask is what have I tried in the past? Well, in the past, I've tried cleaning this off and I just end up with piles of papers. So that's a roadblock that hasn't worked for me. But I've also tried stuff in my office and that has worked for me. I set up a system in my office where my papers don't pile up because I know where they go. I have a plan and a system for them, but it's only office papers that end up in my office. So that seems a little bit easier. It's all my stuff. And so I have more control over it. We can learn from what we've done in the past. I know that I can set up a system, but I also know that I don't currently have a system for the kinds of stuff that ends up on my kitchen counter because I've tried that before. So what's the smallest next step that we could create? What's the specific thing that we could do? We could actually take the first piece of paper on the top of the stack and make a goal to figure out how I want to handle these kinds of papers. Now that goal might take you a week. You might need to ponder it for a bit. You might need to decide what am I going to do when my grandkids hand me their drawings or their little notes that they give to me. You're not sure what you want to do with those. They can pile up quickly, but you also want to enjoy them. What do you want to actually do with those kinds of papers? You haven't thought about that before. Or maybe you find that the top piece of paper is a coupon and you think, wow, maybe when I'm out running around, I want to be able to go and do a buy one, get one for the burgers. And, and, and it's a fast food thing. And whenever you're out, your coupons are at home. And so you need a way to deal with that one. 
And again, you might take a week for that particular goal to say, I'm going to figure out a coupon system so that I know when stuff comes in the mail, what am I going to do with my coupons? And maybe there's even different kinds. What are the ones I'm going to use for ordering online? And what are the ones I'm going to use when I'm out and about in the car? The next thing might be with mail. There's some things that come in the mail that aren't for you and you don't have a place for those. It might take you another week to design a little system to say for the kinds of things that come for me or not for me, but they come from the mail. What am I going to do with those and how are they not just going to pile up so that the other person who needs them actually gets this mail? When we break it down into the tediest, tiniest, most microscopic little goal that you can figure out, two different things can happen. One is you can get overwhelmed and go, are you kidding me? Is I've got like 25 different kinds of things. This is going to take me 25 weeks. That's ridiculous to spend that much work on just figuring out my paper stash. Another thing that can pile on top of that is this hovering should that it shouldn't be that hard. I should be able to figure this out. It's just a little stack of papers. My office papers are organized. I shouldn't have to be putting this much effort to it and I should already know how to do this. All those hovering shoulds are just making it worse. It's making you feel silly for not being able to do it and it's making you probably less willing to break it down into a microscopic teeny tiny goal. Another thing that might be happening when you see these 25 weeks worth of goals is that you might say, oh, I got that. This is totally doable. I can do this for 25 weeks. Just take one kind of paper at a time. And in 25 weeks, I'll be able to solve something that's been frustrating me for 25 years. When we break our goals down into the tiniest actionable steps, we can actually make traction and progress on our goals. Another question to ask is, will it get me there? Like, will me actually taking 25 weeks to plan out the different kinds of paper systems that I need, will that actually get me to my goal? Well, yeah, it will. I think it will. I think I might have an alternative goal too to kind of swipe the stuff off in a box so that it's not frustrating me now. And then slowly as I figure out each kind of paper, as those come in, I can practice putting those away while I get the rest of my systems figured out. But I really think this is going to work. It's going to get me there. This is a good question because sometimes the actions we want to take aren't going to get us to where we actually want to do. If my action goal is I'm going to clean out my spice cupboard because it's in the kitchen, that's not going to get you to a place where your counter is cleared off because that's not where your spices end up being. This is a different kind of problem. So make sure that your actions solve the problem that you're trying to solve or meet the goal that you're trying to meet and getting those results. Another question is, is this a realistic goal? Now that's kind of hard to tell because realistic, it means different things to different people. And how do you even know if it's a realistic goal? One of the things you can do to figure out if this is a realistic goal is to ask yourself a confidence question. How confident am I that I'm able to do this goal on a scale of zero to 10? So if I'm, let's say four confident, I, I'm confident at a level four that I can do this goal. Well, that's great because that's better than zero. So why are you at a level four? You know, what's making you somewhat confident that you can tackle this goal? You're not starting from zero. 
Another question would be, okay, four isn't quite, you know, high. It's not super high. What do you think would nudge that up a little bit? What could we do to nudge that score up a little bit to make you more confident? Asking that questions helps you to find what your roadblocks are. It helps you to find obstacles that are in the way, and then you can address those obstacles as part of your goal setting system so that you're more confident that you can do this goal. If your confidence was at say a seven or an eight, then you could say, that's great. Let's get started. It doesn't have to be fully a 10 in order to get started. But if it's a seven or eight, then you're pretty confident that this is a realistic goal. You have an idea that I think I'm going to be able to accomplish this. In goal setting research, there's a couple of researchers that have been studying goals for their whole lives. And they've done a lot of different studies on what kinds of goals are going to get us the most traction so that when we're choosing and designing a goal, that can be part of our ability to actually succeed at this goal. And they have found that setting specific, challenging, high goals is one of the best things we can do to actually meet our goals. And there's a bunch of reasons for this that I thought were interesting. First of all, setting a high specific goal gives you choice. The specificity of it helps you to have purpose rather than just meandering around in the general vicinity of it. When it's specific, you know exactly how to get there. It also inspires effort because it's difficult and you know that you're going to have to actually work at this. And so it inspires your brain to be willing to do effort towards this. It also inspires persistence because it's specific and challenging. Then you keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it because you know what done looks like and it's going to take a while. So it inspires persistence. And then the last thing that it does is that it inspires different kinds of strategies for getting to it. When you have a specific high goal, it cues your brain to start looking for strategies for how you might get there successfully. Now, of course, there's always going to be boundaries on how this work. Like you actually do need to be able to do it. The researchers did this study where they set a goal for that only 10% of the participants could reach. And it ended up not spurring their efforts. It ended up just making a bunch of people lie about their performance. And then they would lie about it and not even take the prize that was associated with it because they knew they hadn't done it. They just lied to make it seem like they had because so few people could actually reach this goal. So you need to be able to reach it, even though it is high and challenging. Another one is it has to be something you actually care about. If you don't care about the goal, then you're less committed to it. Another one is that you need a feedback loop. Now in business, you might have goal setting where you get feedback from your peers or from your manager, or you might get feedback from a teacher. But when you're setting your own personal goals, there's no one giving you feedback but yourself. That's why goal loops are so important because when you do a goal loop, you're asking those three questions, what went well and why, what didn't go well, and what did you learn over and over again throughout the goal setting process. And those answers to that question give you feedback so that you know where you are and if you're continuing to progress toward the ultimate outcome of this goal that you want. And then you also, of course, need the resources. If you just don't have the funds to do this goal or if you have a business goal and you're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, it's got to be possible in the environment that you have in order to actually do this goal. But given those things, a high challenging goal is one of the best goals that you can have, especially when it's specific. 
and specific in both what the outcome looks like and also um, the steps you're going to start to get there. And you might not know all the steps up front. It might take you a while to figure those steps out, but you can get the next few steps and then take a step back and say, okay, where am I at? Where do I go next? What do I know? Can I still, and do I want to still pursue this goal? There's lots of other questions that you can ask of your goal that will help you to choose and refine a better goal, which will help you to get traction on that goal. It's less important exactly which question you ask and more important that you do ask yourself questions about what you're really about and how you can actually get there to design a better goal. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.